Greetings, Cap fans, and welcome to episode 76 of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. I am your host, Rick Verbonis, and as always, I am joined by one Mr. Bob Lucius. Hey, Bob. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We've got a full tank, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark out, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. All right, that's the Blues Brothers. Hey, that's right. Yes. And I have a sneaking suspicion why you've picked the Blues Brothers. Uh, Because the comic we're reviewing is from 1980 today, Bob. Uh Uh-oh. Bob just got a look on his face. (laughs) (laughs) Did I get the assignment wrong? No, no, no. This is... uh, Today, we're covering Captain America, Iron Man, issues three and four. And just like we did when we covered issues one and two in episode 71, uh, decided to, because it's like a buddy story with Cap and Iron Man, decided to quote famous buddy movies. So uh, this one is from the Blues Brothers. Mm -hmm. It's an appropriate one, too, man, because this is a buddy story. Yeah, as it is. It, it is. is. Do you have any other Blues Brother quotes that you uh, you like? Oh gosh, uh, you put me on the spot. Um, you know what yeah, I like? I like I like the scene. Me and my buddies, we used to quote this in college all the time. Uh, How much for the little girl? <laughs> <laughs> Your wife. <laughs> but that one, that, that went down different back then. Uh, yeah. 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 Now it'll get you on a QAnon hit list. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, or how about uh, when the nun was smacking him? You have 50 miles of bad attitudes. <laughs> oh, it's sort of bleep, bleep, bleep. Oh, it's a penguin. Bleep. Oh, man. That was a good movie. That was a good movie. The uh, They had a sequel, didn't they? Did, did they have a sequel with... Uh, well, without Belushi's... John. Yeah, Jim Belushi. Yeah. Jim Belushi, right. Yeah, and... Yeah. John Goodman? You're right. It was John Goodman. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, yeah. Dan Aykroyd. But yeah, I, yeah, I didn't see the sequel. I, no, I, I, um, I didn't either. I, I felt like I loved the first one too much. I didn't want to um, ruin it by watching what I've heard was not a great movie. Yeah. So. You know, there's a few sequels like that. I can't think, think of any off the top of my head, but I do remember, you know, along the way that they sometimes make a sequel and you wonder like, what, what were they thinking? You know? Uh, money, I guess. Money yeah, is what so they were we thinking, all know that. Right? Money, but yeah. uh, but there's some you just don't want to see the sequel because uh, the original was just too perfect. And then in some cases, the sequel was better than the original. Well, that is true, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you think of Empire Strikes Back. Absolutely, yeah. Right. I mean yeah. that. I mean, not not the Star Wars wasn't wasn't great. Um, right. You know, but Empire was was better. Yeah, for sure. For sure. The acting was better. They got better yeah. over time. Yeah. Um, and it had a better director too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that had a lot to do with it. But yeah, sometimes the sequels are better. Sometimes yeah. the sequels are worse. It's just, uh, it's funny. Yeah. Um, Star Trek. Which, which one? Which series? Well, I mean, the Wrath of Khan was, was superior to. Khan! <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was on uh, the original series uh, episode uh i can't remember the name of the episode but the one with Khan was uh-huh. on tv the other night and so 
I was trying to explain to Bobby, you know, what, what this was all about. And, you know, of course he has no interest whatsoever, in anything mm-hmm. I'm talking about. So that was sort of wasted breath, but I was trying to like connect it to the movie and mm-hmm. yeah, I was just so excited. That was on uh, TV. Such, he was such a creepy character. Uh, yes. With the you know? fake chest. But the, was it a fake chest? Oh yeah. I didn't know that was a fake chest. Yeah. That was not Ricardo Montalban's real chest. They <laughs> I, were thought he, I thought he was looking really good back in the day. I, I mean, look, listen, Facebook group, Things you things you learn. Point, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but yeah. I'm pretty sure Ricardo Montalban had a fake chest. Huh. Yes. Oh, all right. That was made out of rich Corinthian leather. <laughs> or maybe that was the Cordoba that he was pitching back then. I don't right. remember. Right. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So, uh, so today we're covering Captain America Iron Man issues three and four. Now, Bob, we made a we made a rookie mistake. You know, you would think uh, back when we did episode 71, and if you haven't listened to 71 and you're just reading or listening to this now, pause, go back, listen to 71, because that's issues one and two. We're Today we're covering three and four. You don't want to miss those. But we made a rookie mistake, Bob. What's that? What did we do? We said we were going to break this into three episodes because it was a six-issue miniseries. Yeah. It's fine, Guess what, right? Bob? Yeah, it's five. Oh, I think it's five. I'm pretty I, sure it's five, right? I, I, I don't know. I, I assumed it was six, but yeah, it might be five. Yeah, I think it's five. So well, I'm going to be it, sad to see it go. Yes, it is five. It is five. Uh, so what's going to happen is we're, we're going to have to come back and do five and then fill in the rest of that with uh, maybe talking about the upcoming cap series or something like that, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, something important something special, something we want to give our listeners their money's worth. Yeah. Speaking of money's worth, right. Yeah. uh, We appreciate our patrons. We, we do have a handful of patrons that have signed up um, on our anchor page and uh, are, you know, making a, a monthly donation to our group to help us cover our expenses. And we appreciate that. Uh, We have three different levels that you can pick from. And if you go with the middle level uh, or higher, um, with the middle level is what we call our shield slinger, Bob. Mm-hmm. And it's only four ninety nine a month. Pack of cigarettes, man. <laughs> okay. Pack of smokes. <laughs> I was going to go with a comic, but yeah. okay. <laughs> um, so, not that we condone smoking. Uh, so, yes, for four ninety nine a month, you can be a shield slinger now for shield slinger bob you get a whole bunch of different perks one of which is this um hear that mm, that mm, is yep our what would cap do challenge coin and you might have seen images of this on the facebook group or if you actually go onto our website which is captain america comic book fans.com uh you can see images with both sides of this challenge coin one side has cap shield the other side it says what would cap do and then each side has four different attributes uh that to help you remember you know the different things that that uh, cap stands for so anyway um yeah if you are interested in getting the coin we're not selling those uh you know we we're we are only giving them away to our patrons, Um, then you can sign up and find out more information on CaptainAmericaComicBookFans.com. End of plug. 
Now, another way you can get these coins is by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. And Bob, we've got a new one. Shall we Shall yeah, we read it? I want to hear it. All right. This next review, five-star review on Apple, uh, is from Walter in Tucson. And Walter writes, he, the title of his is Great Fun with one exclamation point. And we already talked about before how many exclamation points are appropriate, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This one has one completely appropriate. Uh, Walter writes, this podcast, along with the Captain America comic book fans Facebook group, has really increased my appreciation of the Star Spangled Avenger. I look forward to listening to a new show on my drive into work every Wednesday morning. This is the only, and this is Cap's only podcast I listen to regularly, and I highly recommend it. Rick and Bob do a great job of adding insight to the books they review, and I really enjoy listening to the interviews of some of the industry greats. So thanks, Walter and Tucson. You are part of the giveaway that we're going to do um, for our challenge coin. Great review. And, uh, and I wish him well in the contest. I hope, uh, hope he scores. Hope he scores one of those coins. Cause uh, like you said, they, I mean, they can't get them anywhere else. Rick you can't get them on eBay. They're not on Amazon. Yeah. And if I catch any of you, we'll track them down. Yeah. Who posting this on eBay or something <laughs> like that. Oh, Oh, I will shame you. Shame you. Like you would not, 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 ever been shamed before right on yeah. facebook group you better be like totally anonymous mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. you know what a challenge coin is Rick? you got you challenge people so you got your coin that's right show me your coin show me it yeah so when you're right. attending the the comic shows uh this this spring summer fall whatever it is and you we run into you we're gonna ask you we're gonna challenge you yeah. where's your coin and if you don't well the next comic's on you Oh, I like that. That's yeah. a nice twist. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, Bob, uh, we've got uh, some other things. You know, we've been we've been recording these out of order mm-hmm. uh, because of we've had interviews that have been late, interviews that have been early. Um, so we are kind of like out of whack when it comes to getting people up to speed on what's going on with our wager. And for mm-hmm. those who aren't familiar with our wager uh, back in beginning of January, Bob and I said, we, we were talking about how much, yeah, we want to lose some weight. And I said, Hey, Bob, how much you want to lose? I want to lose 10 pounds. Like I want to lose 10 pounds. I was like, you know what, Bob, let's encourage each other Mm -hmm. to lose 10 pounds. Right. Because we want to get more fit. Right. Mm -hmm. We wanted to, to, Mm -hmm. to lose some weight and and look better and whatever our reasons were. Yeah. So um, healthier. Right. So, We went ahead and, and we've had this challenge. And if you've been listening, you know that uh, we've encouraging each other so that the loser of the bet, whoever the, the other person who wins uh, by getting the 10 pounds first has to um, pick a song that the loser has to sing on the show. We're only going to do 30 seconds, right? It's not, it's not going to be the entire song, but, but we're having a little fun with it, right? We've come up mm-hmm. with various songs uh so bob what what's what what new song do you have in mind for me uh if if you win the contest well i gotta tell you rick i i I don't have a new song i'm going back to one of one of the earlier selections Mm. because i've been thinking about (laughs) i've been thinking about it a lot Uh i've been thinking to myself you know that's just that's just something i want to hear from you 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is, you know, the Bette Midler, Wind Beneath My Wings. Right. Yeah, yeah I do recall, Bob, uh, we both picked that song at the same episode. Yeah. And I, I swore uh, that I wasn't going to let you have that one because, <laughs> because that was something that uh, we both came up with. And I was like, <laughs> but it's, it's very, it's like a synchronicity, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's like two time streams just collided into mm. something amazing. Yeah. All right. That, that's fair. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I thought Bob, maybe if, uh, if I won, um, and I've had some various good songs that I've. Oh, you out. have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought I thought this one wasn't bad, Bob. Maybe 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 if I win, you can sing this. Shut. Shut. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a classic yeah right it is yeah. yeah that'd be right said fred right we're gonna do yeah. right said bob all right that's a beauty that's a beauty. all right so bob yeah. uh you know where where i'm at right now uh-huh. um and it's just going to be confusing to our listeners right because we, we we've been recording these out of order mm-hmm. uh but as of right now episode 76 I have lost 5.4 pounds. Wow. All right. That's good. I think, I think the last time we spoke, I was at four and a half, maybe something like that. Yeah. Uh, so now I'm, I'm basically at five and a half. So I'm inching away, inching right. away. Good, good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. How about you, Bob? Where are you at? Well, Rick, you know, I, I, I know this is going to be painful for you. You got the rower, right? You've been working out hard. I, I got You've been his, exercising really hard, Bob. I have. This has been my plan all along, right? So I have, I have, I've cut out all the sweets, cut out alcohol, right? I, I don't eat after six o'clock at night, right? I have been cutting down on carbs, which has been difficult because my wife's been training for a marathon. So she wants carbs certain nights of the week. So we've been eating separate meals, right? I got the rower. I've been, you know, I've been. Bob, I, you didn't hold. give up alcohol. I've, I've seen you. Oh, I did. I did. Normally I would have a drink every, every, uh, every podcast. Yeah. Right. And uh, my, my, my once weekly beer on Saturday night with a bowl of chips, but those have all gone by the wayside. So uh, I got the rower, mm-hmm. been doing, you know, about five, 6,000 meters a day on the rower. But you know, Rick, the thing that really put me over the top, cause I tell you, I've been, I've been sort of lingering around 202 203 you've been you've been lingering at that five pound mark where you have i have yeah, i have and and I, for weeks after week it was like around five pounds right and i'll tell you i haven't i haven't weighed less than 200 since i was probably 2025 really yeah yeah um, typically my body is you know i guess i don't i've gone as high as 210 even when i was like super super fit uh, and super chubby uh mm-hmm. 210 um but but yeah, I haven't been less than 200 and uh, like, you know, that I can remember like until I, maybe back when I was 25 when as a young, young Lieutenant, mm-hmm. but I finally found the key, Rick. You found a key. I found, I found, is it, <laughs> I found, is it amputation? What, I found what the you... key. Well, I've considered that. I did yeah. consider that, but I found that things the, will do for a bet, Bob. Yeah. The things that we will do for bet. I found uh, it's a, it's a secret, uh, uh, 
fitness beverage called Plenvu. Plenview. Have you heard of it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Plenview. Well, perhaps someday uh, you'll have the the, for, the good fortune to to come across it. But it is the it is a colonoscopy prep. Uh huh. Yeah. So uh-huh. I had, you know, I had to, um, I had to have a. Right. Uh, you warned me you were going to yeah. do this colonoscopy, Bob. Right. I got the colonoscopy, the rotor rooter on uh, <laughs> on Monday. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say it. I know we we had a recent, recent, you know, high high level political leader who was sort of embarrassed to admit he had a colonoscopy. I'm not embarrassed at all. Okay. Uh, so mm-hmm. I had a colonoscopy on on Friday, man, and uh, you know, I spent two days not eating, uh, mm. doing my prep. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so I can, I've come in now 10.2, 10 no! pounds. No, yeah. no, yeah, yeah, no, Bob. Oh, yeah, yeah, Bob. yeah. Bob, do you feel good <laughs> about this? I feel great, man. I feel light as a feather. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> uh, Bob, light as you a can't, feather. you can't, that's, let me, all right. Well, first of all, kudos to you. Because uh, I know you, you've put some some effort into it with the meters right. on the rower and some some effort, and, yeah, and, yeah, you know. But come on, you lost yeah. four pounds on a colonoscopy. I did, I did, and, and you want to use those four pounds? Well, I would. The bet? Look, I I know that you're struggling struggling with this. You're you're a competitive type, but I think you know we we got a lot of listeners out there that are in a certain <laughs> age group. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> and I would encourage you to to reach out. Let's ask our listeners uh, uh, in, in a certain age group who have gone through this procedure before mm-hmm. and are familiar with the preparatory phase, uh, whether or not that should count as a legitimate <laughs> weight loss. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. So we're going to. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. We can put this up to uh, I, I, uh, a vote uh, on the Facebook group. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to wait until this airs, though. Yeah, of course. Right? We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll this airs and then we'll put a, a poll up. Uh, should Bob's colonoscopy count towards <laughs> his, his, his weight loss goals on uh-huh. our wager or or what would Cap do? <laughs> yeah. right what would cap do bob would yeah. would cap would Look. cap take a call and ask me and say you know what that's the 10 pounds i wanted to lose all along well let's let's be honest here right cap is uh, is enhanced by medical science and so have i i've been enhanced by the the the, the uh, amazing technology of medical science uh, as a purgative oh god ah <laughs> <laughs> uh. Lean and mean, lose like, I feel like I feel like. Uh, Have you had your colonoscopy, Rick? No, I, I feel like yeah, you're, um, you're over fifty. I'll work on it. <laughs> Schedule that bad boy. Uh, yeah, all right, I, I will I, do that. I, I, I encourage I, uh, all our listeners. Yes, uh, all of our men, uh, fifty and older, go get a colonoscopy, and you too could cheat on a bet yes um but no seriously and all all seriously rick i i do want to encourage our listeners mm -hmm. who are above the age of 50 to go get your call out it's not a big deal it's easy um it's quick you don't remember it so uh (laughs) you know just get it done (laughs) (laughs) i just you know i remember the uh this isn't my first one of course but uh 
but they did, they, they give you that little injection of sleepy juice, you know, and, and I remember it was, I felt my head getting all foggy and I said, hey, I just want to say thank you guys. I, I really, <laughs> I really, I want to thank you in advance and I appreciate that, that juice and I'm going to, I'm going to take a little nighty night right now. <laughs> and then boom, gone. I woke up, you know, later feeling great. Uh, count back from 10. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's too much. Yeah. All right. Um, Bob, there's one other thing I want to get to before we get into uh, Captain America, Iron Man 3 today. So we, this episode is airing. Uh, it hits on March 23rd. So we still have about ooh, eight or nine days left of the captain america cover madness tournament that we're doing now we're still while we're recording this we're still towards the end of round one uh and and it's been going pretty good right um get a lot of fun uh comments and mm-hmm. some back and forth people explaining why they like this cover over that cover and listen if you if you haven't done it yet going on to the captain america comic book fans facebook group Go on there, um, and then that way you can vote. Now, Bob, one of the things that I was um, a little worried about, like we did this March Madness bracket last year. We did our favorite Captain America comic book artist, right? Mm-hmm. And it was uh, a poll. It was actual poll, you know, like a Facebook poll that you could do. And it was very easy, and it didn't take up that much time. Um, but this one, you know, I mean, covers are images, right? Like you have to see them. So I was like, well, we can't do a poll with images. How do we do this? So, all right, well, I'm going to post two pictures and then I'll tell people, you know, if you like this one, that's voting for the left. If you heart this one, it's voting for the right. And I, you know, I explained that in the, in each one of my posts. And then what would happen? And I was worried about this. I actually talked about this to Megan before. I was like, you know what? And you know me, right? I'm straight by the book. I'm a I'm completely straight, honest kind of guy. I went through the seating. We went and we had uh, the votes of, you know, people who submitted their, their um, in the preliminary, like over 120 covers, right? And then the ones that got the top 32 votes made it into the group. And then I went by a standard uh, bracket seating. You know, it's kind of like one versus 32, two versus 31 and so on. Right. Mm-hmm. And so based on votes, I seeded those. And then I said to Megan, I was like, you know what? I got a feeling the ones on the left are like automatically going to get some additional votes because people are just going to like the post just because they like the post, not because they're voting for the one on the left. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, we'll see how it goes. And sure enough. Now, again, the seeds, the, the better seeds, one, twos, threes, fours, they were winning because they were the more popular ones to begin with, which makes sense. So then we, I get a, a message from one of our uh, longtime patrons. I won't mention his name because I don't know if he wants to be called out in the air, but, um, mm-hmm. but he said the same thing. He's like, you know, hey, I wonder if da 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 And I was like, you know what? I was thinking the same thing. All right. So that night, I spent a couple hours, Bob. Because I went in and I tried to figure out how to do this. Because the other thing people were doing is they were confused where they were actually 
clicking on the image of the comic and then liking it there or click on the image of the comic and hearting it there thinking that's how they voted not on the post mm-hmm. but on the individual images yeah so it was like you know i guess whatever so i i went ahead and i decided all right i'm going to make this one image of two comics then i created a a frame above the two images and i got a caption of what the heart looks like and a caption of what the what the the, the wow symbol looks like yeah. and i i put it up on the same image above the covers and it's like you know like i foolproofed it right and right. then and then in the post itself i then explained you know do heart for this do this and then i even said please note if you do anything other than a heart or a wow sign it will not count and then of course i still got likes yeah. Now, I was a little upset because I spent a couple hours on this mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, man, and I'm trying to explain to people, you know, and, 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 and then lo and behold, one of the people who hit the like button on the post, you know who it was, Bob? Who, Rick? It was you. <laughs> it was you. Now, I was pretty cool about it. I pinged you and i yeah. was like hey bob i was like did you mean to to do yeah. this like i didn't like come out and like start yeah. hammering you you know uh-huh. i mean i was just like hey bob i just just you know did you mean to do this and you're like yeah i didn't i didn't have time to write a comment i was really busy and whatever i was like well you know bob um that's not what i said you're supposed mm-hmm. to do heart or supposed to do this and then you come back uh-huh. and you said well, you should have wrote a whole dish, a separate post to explain that I to did. everybody. Yeah, I did. And that, oh my God. Yeah. I just about lost it. <laughs> I about lost it. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. you're a professor. If uh-huh. your students came to you and were like, well, you know what? Uh, I didn't bother to read the instructions you gave me, professor, that you worked so hard to explain everything to me. Mm-hmm. I just decided, you know, you know, professor, it's on you. It's your fault because you should have had a whole nother classwork assignment to explain the rules. Yeah. Rather than me actually reading them, well, you should have done that. Yeah. Well, and if your de- students said that to you, what would you do, Bob? Well, it depends. If, if, uh, if I change the instructions for assignments, sort of mid-semester, then uh, I think I, I'd be a little more lenient, I'd be a little bit more understanding um, that the instructions they were following were the ones that uh, they had been following all along. And suddenly they're changed midstream. Midstream, Rick. Who uses a wow emoji? <laughs> oh my God. So here's... So Here, here's the thing, Bob, to prove my point, yeah. um, we'll get 60 voting for, for this one and 50 uh-huh. voting for this one. And I'll still get eight likes. Yeah. You well, know why? Because, and I'm looking at them and I, I look, I'm pretty sure English isn't their first language when I'm looking <laughs> at the ones that are doing the likes. <laughs> Right. I mean, no, no offense to them. We have, yeah. we have, you know, people from all over the world that are part of our Facebook group and who we listen do. to this podcast. It's and very we love international. You. Yeah. But, but I, but they, hmm. but that's the common theme I'm seeing amongst the people who yeah. are liking them. Yeah. Even though 
I'm using visual images of hearts and wows. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to go into this, uh, you know, in the, uh, in our little direct message, but people very much are on, uh, you know, once, once they learn a, a sort of a routine, uh, it sort of files away in the non-conscious processing of, of behavior and they no longer, uh, you know, we, we make hundreds of food related decisions every day, but the vast majority of them are non-conscious. And so once we do something enough, you don't really think about it. And so when I, you know, I'm on my phone and I see two pictures, I just, you know, default to my cognitive heuristics. And what just, do you mean you didn't want to get into it in our chat? Here it is. And I quote, <laughs> it seems you overestimated the amount of cognitive <laughs> attention some people apply to these well, tasks. Well, maybe I did. Once then. sufficiently routinized, yeah. people tend to push that stuff to non-conscious operations well, unless there, there is reason to bring into the four again. Yeah. At least... 16 of us did so far. <laughs> a better bet would have been to make a separate post about yes. it before deploying it. What do you mean? So, oh, thanks for not getting into it in the chat then. Oh, you're right. I guess I did get into it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was, I was just like, what? Yeah, sorry about that. I know you've been doing a lot of work on this. And I do. I know we all appreciate the, the, the amount of work that you do to set this up. But yeah, I, I, I think I probably was at a stoplight, you know, but I probably looked at my <laughs> phone and I said, oh, OK, oh, yep, I like that one. Well, don't have time to do oh, green. Got to go. Don't have time to do a combat. And then you know, away I was. So, uh, and I think there's probably there will always be probably some folks who uh, you know, boom, 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 automatic gone. Oh, I know. There'll Listen, always I, be some outliers. I totally get that. I I, I I'm not so uh, egotistical to think that everybody stops and reads my my post verbatim. Yeah. Uh, well, I will know. from this day forward. But uh, <laughs> but I think you're right. I mean, I think you know you had an inkling that maybe the original setup just wasn't uh, you know wasn't wasn't set up you know optimally to account for people who would just simply like a post. Yes, I, I, I was, was worried about catch. it, and then I, it, you know, and then uh, it was brought to my attention, and then and sure enough, it, yeah. it panned out that way. But I did make sure that the amount of likes added to the underdog did not still beat the favorite. Right, right. So yeah. it, 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 that's why I wanted to do it before we start getting to, to yeah. you know, yeah, fifteen then- versus, you know. 18. The, the big matchups. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. In the brackets. So, yeah. Yeah. So good catch. All right. Get that off my chest. Sorry about that, folks. I know we're well into this, <laughs> into well this into podcast. This. You're like, get to the comics. All right. So, Bob, uh, Captain America Iron Man number three. Uh, here is the solicitation. Captain America is shaken after a relic of the darkest chapter of his life resurfaces in the hands of a villain, and Iron Man struggles to keep him on track. When the hunt for Veronica Eden leads them to a stolen shield helicarrier, they'll need all of their focus to survive a high-tech ambush. And that is a solicitation for issue three. The cover for issue three, Bob, is another Alex Ross cover. And it is a, a wonderfully painted image of Cap and Iron Man fighting a gigantic robot who happens to be Mirbanon. And uh, this is a uh, kind of a scene that takes place in the issue. How, how, the, how the heck does Ross crank these things out, man? 
I don't know, man. But he gets a pretty penny for each cover when he, he gets does, when but... he sells on original art. Yeah. That guy's racking in some dough, man. Uh, this is written by Derek Landy, who wrote the um, Winter Falcon and Winter Soldier miniseries that we covered uh, back in the day. Um, and penciler and inker is Angel Unzueta, colorist Rachel or Rachel Rosenberg, letterer Joe Caramanga, and then a trio of editors that would be Martin Biro, Caitlin. Lidvet and Alana Smith. So I'm going to read the recap since uh, since people may have been a few weeks since they listened to the last episode. Captain America and Iron Man have successfully captured would-be Hydra Queenpin Veronica Eden, but her alien ally, 51, was able to escape with the Hydra Supreme Armor due to the blundering of his teammates, a group of former 50 state initiative trainees known as the Paladins. The Paladins believe 51's on his way to activate a dormant technological threat known as Myrmidon. Unfortunately, Veronica might be the only one who knows where S.H.I.E.L.D. stashed it. So we open up in the splash and picking up from the last scene of the last issue and we have veronica eden uh tied up and she's sitting on a crate in a warehouse and she's being questioned by iron man and captain america and this is in the annex and by the way just as a reminder the story is being told from the point of view of the villain veronica eden so occasionally we will get her inner monologue And she starts the story, and it says, Take it from your pal Veronica, Tony. You're a threat, and you're going to destroy the world. So she's sitting here, and she's just blabbing away to Iron Man and Cap, who are saying nothing. I want to speak to my lawyer. He's not very good, and I think he hates me, but I still want to speak to him. Failing that, I want to bargain. If you have any kind of deal, I'm interested. If you tell the judge not to hold my little prison escape against me, which I barely had anything to do with, then I will tell you everything. I'm talking plans, schemes, plots, co-conspirators, and secret partners, the good stuff, guys. I'm willing to spill my guts without shame or hesitation. 51 wanted the Hydra cap armor so he could get to that Miradon robot so he could launch his attack on humanity or Minneapolis or whatever. You want to know where that sneaky little alien ran off to where he left me high and dry? Dudes, I will take you there. You could totally trust me. Totally. So we cut to the next page, and the paladins are off kind of to the side watching all this. And the paladins, Bob, uh, maybe you could take the readers uh, through who they are. No, I can't, Rick. I can't. I completely <laughs> forgot who these guys are. Fishbowl head. Uh, there's the guy that looks like the Halloween costume I wore last year with the neon mites. Uh, little little orphan Annie. I don't know. You know the, the shotgun lady. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, we the paladins uh, are four different characters. We have we have uh, someone of a leader called Vox. 
VOX. Um, He kind of does some sort of electrical thing, power, right? And he has a black costume with these uh, like neon stripes across his chest and his his head. Then we have uh, Pioneer. Um, She is uh, a woman, a blonde, wearing a a prairie dress and hat, and she carries around a shotgun. We have Prima Donna, who, uh, as you put, uh, looks like a roller derby uh, chick, right? Yep. Um, She's strong and uh, wearing like a kind of a athletic gear. And then we have Think Tank, who um, is a, uh, a cut guy wearing a cape. But he has no head, and instead he has a glass bowl with a brain floating in it, and the brain has eyes and a mouth. And for some reason, there's a headband tied around the globe. (laughs) So Think Tank says, what do you think they're talking about? Probably about how much they hate you. Prima Donna, that's not helping. Do you think they're talking about how awful? We are as heroes. We're not awful. We're just unlucky. Think Tank, if you're so darn curious, why did you just read their minds? I am not reading Captain America's mind, Pioneer. Are you crazy? Do you think Tony Stark's going to fire us? Tony Stark can't fire us. We're not even in the initiative anymore. No one can fire the Paladins except the Paladins. Do you think we're going to fire us? So we cut back and Steve and Tony are walking away from Veronica so they could have a private conversation over the next two pages. What do you think? I think we can take Veronica with us. She knows more than she's letting on, and I don't trust anyone else to be equipped to handle her. Steve? And Steve's just walking away quiet. This is about the Armor 51 stole, isn't it? I'd understand if it's something you don't want to talk about. Why wouldn't I want to talk about it? It's just another costume that another bad guy happened to be wearing when I kicked the hell out of him. The only difference being that bad guy in question was me. That Steve Rogers was not you. He was twisted and distorted, yes, but he was still a version of me. Wow. You think we should have fought back, don't you? Even though reality had been altered. You'd have expected any version of Steve Rogers to fight against fascism, wouldn't you? No. No. A little. So the armor is what? A symbol of your failure to fight the impossible? You do realize how astonishingly dumb that is, right? Can we get back to the matter at hand? Sure, Steve. Sure. And he puts his hand on Steve's shoulder. And Steve looks down at it. Just know that I'm here to talk if you need it. What are you doing? I'm being nice to you. See, it's weird, isn't it? And that's that's going back to uh, uh, a little earlier in the story where Steve did the same thing to, to Tony. So they come back and Steve says, Miss Eden, you're going to take us to wherever 51 is hiding out. If you attempt any subterfuge or shenanigans, we're throwing you back in your cell and taking it from there. Shenanigans? Wow, you really are from the 1940s, aren't you? I'm with her, Steve. Shenanigans? Really? Just get her onto the jet. Aye, aye, Captain. Bob, what's wrong with shenanigans? I love shenanigans. 
we use that word a lot around here. Yeah. Nothing wrong with shenanigans. I see yeah. shenanigans. Right. Then again, we're over 50. <laughs> so then um, the paladins come over to, to Cap. And Vox says, Sir, did your interrogation reveal 51's probable location? We'd be happy to accompany you to Vox. Thank you, but we can handle it. But 51 is, was our teammate. We have a responsibility to bring him in. Tell us what we have to do and we'll do it. If you have any advice, any constructive criticism, you need to put in the work. If I were you, I'd step out of the limelight for six months and brush up on the fundamentals. You need to worry less about how you come across and more about simply doing the job. Start small. Get bigger. That's how the rest of us did it. There are no shortcuts. Remember that. And they all just look glum as he walks away. So then we cut to the jet that Steve, Tony, and Veronica are in. And Steve and Tony are in the two front seats and Veronica sitting behind Tony. And Cap is looking at an iPad tablet type of thing. And he sees the robot that's on the cover. So this is the Marinan. Did it give you much trouble back in the day? A bit, but I was using an early suit, so I don't think it counts. Who built it? The Overseer, a top-of-the-line supercomputer AI created to control the population of a small island. Impressive stuff. But very of its time. Limited. Not that limited. Quite limited. We never could find out who had built it. Veronica, are you sure about these coordinates? Scanners still show nothing ahead. That's because it's cloaked, Tony. And they're the same coordinates I gave 51. So keep an eye out for that lovable rogue. If we're lucky, we got here before him. And we can lie and wait. Look at me, being all cooperative and stuff. Definitely something to mention to a judge. Am I right? And Meridian done... I will keep wanting to say Meridian. And Myrmidon's on board. You're sure? The Annex is repository for alien tech and villain hardware. But the adjunct is where all the cool bleep is kept. Hello, baby. And sure enough, flying up in the air, this helicarrier is the adjunct. And then we hear the inner voice of Veronica. I say Stamford, Connecticut to you, and what immediately springs to mind? It's the 612 people who died after that unfortunate new warrior dust-up, isn't it? Don't worry. You're not being morbid. I think about them all the time. Well, not all the time. Sometimes I think about the dead people in Broxton or the mountains of dead people in New York or, well, you get the picture. A lot of dead people, basically. You know what they call what happened in Connecticut? The Stamford Incident. Incident. Bob, what's you referring to in Stamford? Yeah, back in uh, Civil War number one, Rick. Kicked off the whole thing. Yeah, the new warriors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I accidentally got a school blown up. And then what about Broxton? I don't remember Broxton. Broxton was the mountain city area uh, near th- where Thor, I think, was. But anyway, that was during Siege. Oh, okay. And Fear Itself, I mm-hmm. want to say. Yeah. 
And then we cut to the next page and we hear the rest of her monologue and it's interspliced with the paladins, but I'm just going to read her and then I'll cut to the paladins. And it's kids like the paladins who are responsible. So what do you do about it, Tony? You have your civil, you have your little civil war a few years go by and then there are more unsupervised superheroes than ever. You're a threat, Tony. So we cut to the paladins and they're, they're talking. They're at a coffee house. They think we're dreadful. Captain America told us to go back to school. Everything we've done, everything we've worked toward, none of it means anything. We're not done yet. We could still turn this around, Donna. You're with me, right? No one's ever liked me. What? In high school, I was all too tall, too pretty. All the girls hated me and the boys thought I was stuck up. When I started modeling, I, I thought it would get better, but it made things worse. And then this happened, and she flexes her muscles. This was supposed to be the start of something new. People were going to finally respect me, to finally like me. But I can't even get that right. And then Think Tank, did I mention he's just a floating uh, <laughs> brain in a globe? With a, with a headband. Yeah. Yeah. Though maybe people would like you more if you were a nicer person what did you say to me look at me i was too pretty in high school boo hoo i'm a brain in a goldfish bowl you want me to crack it open that what you want please everyone stop your fighting oh shut up with that ridiculous fake accent oh hey y'all quit your uh, fussing and a uh, feuding and go and grab your partner by the hand you were born in yonkers I'm raised on the prairie. My accent ain't fink. I don't even have an accent. You're forgetting that I could read your mind, Pioneer. I can see what's going on in that pretty little, you want to finish that sentence, Think Tank? Hey, hey, you want to know what we're facing? Adversity. We're doubting ourselves. We're doubting this course we're on. We're doubting the things we've done and the decisions we've made. But we've gone through it a lot together. We forged unbreakable bonds. We're the paladins, and one of these days, we're going to save the world. Any idea how? I don't know if you've noticed, but our five-point plan to success hasn't been working too well recently. Yes, there have been setbacks. Our long-term plan has been derailed, and things are getting dangerous. But that doesn't mean we give up. It just means we fight harder. We go out there, we stop 51, and we give Captain America and Iron Man whatever help they need. They think they know what they're up against, but they have no idea. All right, so we cut to the next page, and it's Iron Man, Captain America, battling Meridon. And we have Veronica just standing there watching. We're on board five minutes, and already you're in a life or death struggle. If ever proof were needed, this is it. You're a threat, and you're going to destroy the world. Everyone with a power or a costume or a gimmick. You're not safe to be around. And by the way, the whole time during this, uh, Cap and Iron Man are, are fighting against this giant robot. People who seek out these powers and weapons, who've experimented with these technologies, there's something wrong with you. Mutants don't have a choice. They're, they're born the way they are. But the rest of you have this insane need to be more than everyone else, to be special. It's not right. Of course, the mutants... The Inhumans, the 
Eternals. They all see what we're doing and they'll come to your aid, maybe. So they'll have to be dealt with too. I wish I didn't have to do this, Tony. I wish it it didn't have to be done. But do you want me to count every single world-threatening event that you superheroes were responsible for? I mean, in the last 10 years alone, you've... And then she's um, out of nowhere coming in to help Cap and Tony is 51 in the Captain America armor, right? From the Hydra Cap. And he comes in and he, he hits him and it makes a loud sound effect, Bob. Clang! Oh, I like the reverberation nicely. Nicely <laughs> Thank done. You. Thank you. Guess he didn't come here to work with the Mirrodon. Then what does he want? And where is she going? And then Veronica says, never mind. We only be delaying the inevitable. And then all of a sudden, Bob, this giant uh, head computer comes on and starts talking. Who is that, Bob? That appears to be Rick, the overseer. Hello again, Iron Man. Tony? You remember the Overseer, don't you? Back when you first saw him, he was plugged into a cave. These days, he's a lot cooler. Steve, the the helicarrier systems have been rerouted through here. This thing is the helicarrier. Veronica, you're working with it? No, no, God, no. Nothing so impersonal. What we're doing is so much more. We are in love. See? You're in a romantic relationship you know what ai is capable of you both do you know that true artificial intelligence leads to true genuine emotions the vision married the scarlet witch for god's sake but a helicarrier overseer is smart and strong and made of metal what can i say i have a type now i get it she's referring to iron man (laughs) maradon eight is reporting damage. That'll be 51, sweetie. He's wearing the Hydra cap armor, so he's invisible to your sensors. Ah, that explains the destruction. The necessary steps are hereby implemented. God, you're efficient. So 51... So 51 isn't working with you? Guess not. But if he's trying to stop us, he's too late. If we don't get him today, we'll get him when he go after the others. The others? You mean the paladins? I mean the heroes, the people in the costumes. You wanted to control us, you and Senator Baker. You'd take the reins of Hydra, he'd reactivate S.H.I.E.L.D., and between you, you'd steer the conflict to where you needed it to happen. And we'd have control over all you superheroes. But I messed up, and Zemo has Hydra, so I have to improvise. And that means getting my hands a little bloodier than I have liked. You're going to target heroes and villains. Anyone who's a threat to the population of the planet gets taken out. We'll be using the information we got from the Superhuman Registration Act to start with, hitting heroes before they know what's happening. You're going to kill them? I'd like to find a gentle euphemism, but pretty much. That's cold-blooded murder. Those people have saved the world countless times from threats you brought about on your own actions. 
You think a lone helicarrier and a robot with one hand will be enough to do that? No, I don't. But we have big plans, Tony. Big plans. And what happens when you killed us all? Who's going to defend the Earth then? I will, Captain Rogers. I will defend this planet alongside a robust, unified human military and a mutually beneficial partnership. Humankind shall once again be master of its own fate. Long live the new tech. And then um, at that point, we see Meridon and 51 crashing through to their area. And we hear the inner monologue of Veronica again. Betrayal is a peculiar thing. Betrayal is never about betrayal. Betrayal is simply about a greater loyalty than the loyalty assumed. Whether the greater loyalty be the country, an ethos, a person, even if that person is yourself. Taken in this context, it's quite hard to feel betrayed by betrayal. And at this point, um, 51 got hurt. And who goes to uh, protect 51, Bob? Our man. Our man, our man with a plan, Cap. And Veronica's like, but somehow I'll manage. Your assistance has been invaluable, Veronica Eden. When the human population succumbs, I promise that they will know the name of the person who made it possible. But I'm afraid our partnership must come to an end. You are intelligent for a human, but far too cunning to be trustworthy. Funny, that's just what my sixth grade teacher used to say. Naturally, I plan for such an eventuality. I am nothing if not untrustworthy after all. Overseer, sweetie, we're breaking up. And at this point, um, Cap and Iron Man literally disarmed Meridian, Meridon. Yes, we're breaking up. I know. We're breaking. I have, of course, disabled your voice commands. That destruct code will not work. And that right there is the problem with being sneaky. Because no matter how sneaky you think you are, there's always someone sneakier. And just then, opening up a door, we have like a dozen or so other Meridons coming into the room. And one of them almost took out Cap and Iron Man. To be continued. So what do you think, Bob? A little betrayal there. Ooh, gosh. I, you know, I'm really liking this series, Rick. Uh, Landy's writing, I mean, man, it gets me sucked in. You know, it's clever. Yeah, I didn't see any of this happening. You know, snappy, clever, um, witty. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see... Um, yeah, I agree with you too about the witty, clever, all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't see the the villain working with another villain and then 51 actually trying to stop the villain as opposed to mm-hmm. so i am a little confused why 51 broke veronica out i guess we'll find out maybe in the next issue maybe maybe we will all right let's get to that all right bob on issue four we have another beautiful alex ross cover sure do and there is somebody who is fighting in between Cap and Iron Man. 
And if you're reading the story, you know that it's it's uh, 51 wearing the Hydra Supreme battle armor. And um, I know it's a pretty cool cover. It is. You know, I, I think it's the first time. I, don't, I could be wrong here. Um, but I think it might be the first time I've ever seen the bottom of Captain America's uh, boots. The soles of his boots and, and, and the level of detail, uh, you know, sort of the scuffing on the on the soles uh, is, mm. is pretty impressive. You know, Ross, he didn't he didn't miss a beat. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I mean, I've seen the bottom of his boots before. Have um, you? Yeah, like I want to say, I don't know why I'm thinking this. Like a Dave Johnson cover huh. from yeah. back in Volume Four, or something like that. I I don't know why that's coming to mind. I could yeah. be totally wrong. But uh, but yeah, he's got like um, like I've seen like treads on the bottom of his boots. Oh, okay. I'll have yeah. to check that out. I don't recall any don't off the top know. of my head, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little research on that and check that out because I, I just find that fascinating. You know, because we always think like, oh, you see the inside of the shield. You don't see that a lot, you know, rendered mm-hmm. well, you know, with detail. Uh, uh, and sometimes, you know, I imagine you don't see a lot of time the bottom of the bottom of the boots rendered with detail, but with treads, that would be cool. I'd like to check that out. I'm going to have to do a little digging. Well, don't quote me. I won't. I won't. But right. I'll give you credit if I if I find them. Hey, that's the best. That's the best in the world. I get credit if I'm right. If I don't, yeah. You know. <laughs> eh. Um, solicit uh, solicitation for this issue four. Secrets, lies, and sinister motivations. Tony and Steve must form an uneasy alliance with their treacherous enemies in order to survive an assault by a swarm of Myrmidon class killer robots, as the paladins. The team of eager new superheroes find themselves in way over their heads when they go up against the overseer. Long live the new tech. And this is the same creative team as before. So we open up to the uh, first page and it's a, a half splash and we see Cap um holding a uh, laying down uh 51 who's been injured and um iron man pressed up against a door and they're in kind of like a corridor of uh you know this this ship right and you hear this this noise on this other side of the door what is it bob clang clang 51 can you hear me 51 Tony, he needs medical attention. You'll have to take him. I'll stay behind to deal with the overseer. You have to find out what the hell's going on. Boss. Now, when he says, Iron Man says boss, it's B, it's an acronym, B-O-S-S. What does that stand for, Bob? I I have no idea anymore. (laughs) Rick, he's gone through so many uh, assistants. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't read Iron Man. Who's boss? So, but, but it's an artificial intelligence uh, developed, you know, like Tony Stark. Right. Yeah. Um, right. And um, I don't know what boss stands for. <laughs> Could stand for anything. Yeah. Who hasn't wanted to save the world? I grew up reading about Captain America. We all did. 
He was a hero, not just for Americans, but for anyone in any country who valued freedom, equality, and decency. My parents taught me right from wrong, but Captain America taught me what it meant to be a hero. He taught me that sometimes sacrifices have to be made for the greater good. So we cut to the next page, and there's Veronica, and she's kneeling in front of the overseer. And she says, you're a bleep. Technically, you broke up with me. Then you took it to the next level when you tried to initiate my self-destruct sequence, when you thought I had a self-destruct sequence. Why would I have a self-destruct sequence? Seriously? I thought we had something, Overseer. You know that? What is the whole long live the new tech thing? Explain that to me. It's the future, Veronica. It's me. I'm going to remake America. And once I'm done here, my reach will spread around the world. Why do I always hook up with the ones, human or otherwise, who want to remake civilization. What's wrong with just letting it go about its business? Why do you have to make saving the world so damn complicated? Next page is Minneapolis Sculpture Garden. And we have Iron Man carrying 51, flying, and he's landing into the park, who is there met by the paladins. What happened? A bunch of killer robots beat the hell out of him, prima donna. My scans can only make rudimentary sense of his physiology, but it looks like he's going to be okay, though he does seem to have some respiratory issues. His helmet's broken. We have a spare back at Paladin headquarters. We'll take him there. You have a headquarters? It's an apartment. An apartment? I think he needs professional medical attention. A hospital couldn't give him the help he needs. We can handle it. Where are you going? A pair of Mirrodons have been following me since we left. You need help? I've got this, Fox. You help your friend. And hey, when he wakes up, don't be too harsh on him. Something else is going on here. We're going to find out what. Hey, Bob, on this next page, it's a full-page ad of Electra 100. Are you looking at what I'm looking at? I'm not. What is it? An Electra? What are you looking at right now? Uh, I'm looking at a hard copy. Well, I'm looking at a hard copy. My hard copy doesn't have an ad. Let me see your hard copy. Hold on. Oh, now it is. Page was stuck together. My bad. You weren't even on the same page I was reading, Bob. That page was stuck. You weren't on the page I was reading, Bob. All right, all right. <laughs> what the hell are you doing over I'm, there? I was reading ahead, but my pages were stuck together. So, Mr. Page there. Okay, I don't what? know what I'm more upset about. Uh-huh. The fact that you're not following along with me, or somehow your pages are stuck together. Why are your pages stuck together, Bob? I don't know, man. I was just about to talk about how <laughs> nice an image it was of Electra, <laughs> but apparently <laughs> you know that all too well. <laughs> you 
Ba-dum-bum. All right, so we cut to the next scene, and it's uh, Iron Man flying up into the sky to meet the, the two Mirrodons, whereas it interchanges with Steve in his armor battling Mirrodons in the helicarrier, and they're having a conversation over the comm. Steve, you good? How's your armor holding up? I'm not happy, Tony. I'm very not happy. Wearing this suit makes me want to punch something. And how lucky are you that, you that we're in the punching something business? Keep in mind, that immune detection thing won't last forever. The helicarrier scanners are being recalibrated as we speak. Excuse me for a moment. Mm. You Mirrodons are a uh, hell of a lot stronger than you used to be. But that's okay. So am I. And he punches the robot in the gut. Steve, Steve, you there? Tony, can you read me? You can't defeat us. You won't defeat us. We have God on our side. We will remake you, improve you. You'll get on your knees and thank him. You will join us in worshiping him. Long live the new tech. And Cap gets kicked into a wall, but he gets up and he comes at him with his shield and knocks out his knee, kicks him in the back, and then cuts off his head. I'm not going to argue with you. You're a robot. And I don't like arguing with robots. Boss, are we still tracking the helicarrier? Negative. The helicarrier has cloaked and moved from its position. The communication channel with Captain America has been blocked. Yeah, kind of guessed that. Minneapolis points of interest. You are now passing over Paisley Park. Damn it. You're making me miss Paisley Park. And he starts punching uh, the robot. What's Paisley Park? Why is he upset? That's, uh, isn't that Prince's compound or the oh. artist that formerly was known as Prince? No, no, he's still known as Prince. That whole well, thing was just a phase. Was it? Well, he's dead now, so. Yeah, so therefore he's Prince. He definitely formerly. Oh, uh. too soon, Bob. <laughs> Boss, find me Senator Baxter. Locating. And then we cut to Steve in the helicarrier. Hello, Captain. This is the Overseer. I don't know where you are, but I know you can hear me. I'd like to talk, if I may, about you, about me. I was brought back online when the other you was Hydra Supreme, and I watched with great interest the battle to reclaim your mantle. It was honestly inspiring. I was Veronica Eden's project she had no dealings with the other you. Neither did I. Still, I found him limited. But you, you asserted yourself. You dominated and vanquished your opponent. You took your rightful place in the world. That's all I want to do. I was created to control people, to lead them, to make their lives better, to make their lives happier. That is my sole purpose. I will serve them by leading. I just have to assert myself. 
I have to dominate and vanquish. I have to take my place in the world. So we cut to the next page and we get to a restaurant that is empty except for one senator sitting at a table having a meal. And here comes in Tony in his Iron Man uniform, but he's holding his helmet on his side. Senator Baker. Tony Stark, I, what are you? I, I'm sorry, I'm meeting a, your date for this evening isn't coming. I'm afraid she, their security system wouldn't let them out of their own house. Still, it looks like you started without them anyway. I'm here to talk to you about Veronica Eden. That, that, that chair sounds precarious. And he's referring to Iron Man sitting in a chair and it's creaking because, you know, that armor weighs a lot. Yeah. Nice little attention to detail there. It's a heavy suit. Veronica, Senator. Yes, I, I know her, of course. Dreadful how far she's fallen. You've heard that she broke out of federal custody. You've heard that she's loose. I, I did. I. We know what you were planning. We know that you wanted to run S.H.I.E.L.D. and Veronica wanted to run HYDRA. And together, you'd dismantle foreign governments and neutralize hostile powers. I don't know what you... But I was afraid that was the only step one of Veronica's plan. She wanted an end to people like me, superheroes, and you were just another pawn for her to use. I assure you, I, I don't... I have footage of her admitting to all of this. Footage can be doctored. Senator, right now, there's a heavily armed helicarrier controlled by a rogue AI roaming the airspace above Minneapolis. I know from experience that this kind of thing does not end well. So if I were you, I'd cut to the bit where you start cooperating. We thought if we, if we could control both sides of the, all of this I know, tell me something I don't. It, it wasn't just S.H.I.E.L.D. and HYDRA. We formed alliances with like-minded people who understood that sacrifices have to be made for the greater good. Who? You mean superheroes? That's how 51 got involved? He was working with you? This was Veronica's operation. I, I swear, I, I, I just provided resources. I'm a pawn, like you said, a, a patsy. Bob, what do you think of that scene? It's a, you know, it's a cool scene. Uh, it, I, I don't know where you're going with this, but to me, like the art is, is different. Um, the way Senator Baker is rendered strikes me as different. Um, but I let, I like the scene. What are your I thoughts? think the Senator caved too quickly. You think? You think? Yeah. I think he went from, um, I don't know what you, I assure you, I don't footage can be doctored to okay i'm gonna spill the beans yeah i don't i don't remember this senator before has he been featured before not that i've seen yeah yeah but it's just a throwaway character yeah but still i mean you know if you're a senator at his age i would say his experience yeah. he's been around long enough to not let a few allegations throw him but it seemed like yeah. he was he caved a little early on there. right yeah this is his first appearance so so the the next page uh we have veronica who's in a cell and coming 
to the door opening up is Captain America. And he stands at the door and he tosses her something. You know what kind of bullet this is? Should I? Perhaps not. Tony said you worked in AI. That's how you met. I'm assuming that's also how you met the group who built the Overseer. We ran in the same circles, yeah. Tony said the interference developed by your company was flawed. It wasn't developed by us. It was developed by them, the Overseer people. This way. What's that way? You let me out to help you fight robots, right? I'm going to need my stuff. Anyway, we tried to fix the flaw, but it proved unfixable. It was just this tiny little programming quirk, but it was enough to scupper the entire project. Is the quirk present in the Overseer? It was. The AI needed a decision maker to give it permission to carry out certain tasks. That's what prevented it from attaining true sentience. That's why you wanted it to love you. You thought you could control it. And then when Hydra ran the world, I had the overseer in integrated into this helicarrier. I had it all planned out. As Hydra Supreme, I was going to use the overseer's need for expansion to capture and assimilate shield helicarriers. Then I was going to eliminate the primary threat to mankind's survival, namely people like you. But the overseer evolved. Didn't need me anymore. Story of my life, eh? And then she gets to the locker. Hello, gorgeous. The suit in the annex was the unfinished prototype. This was going to, to be my Hydra Supreme uniform. You don't think I'm going to let you wear that, do you? You're going to have to, if we hope to make it out of here. And then just then, so it looks like three or four Maradons come in. We have them send reinforcements. See, I get it. Stepping into a suit of armor, picking up a shield, being suddenly strong, suddenly powerful, it's wonderful. It's a rush unlike anything I've ever experienced. Add that to the true and utter certainty that what you're doing is good and right, that you are a decent, noble person, that you are a hero, that you are needed, it's downright addictive is what it is. Is that why you do it, Tony? Is it filling a gap in your life? But it's because I understand it that I know we can't be trusted. We're not built for it. This rugged individualism that permeates the myth of the superhero. The world is the way it is because we've lost sight of the community we need to be. Steve Rogers understands it, but he's not it. He's the opposite, and he can't help that. So he'll have to die too. And so what's the, uh, what's the new uniform that she just picked up? And she's got a lot of stuff going on there, Rick. She's got, looks like Doc Ock's arms. Looks like she's uh, riding on the goblin's uh, glider. Uh, I don't know. She's got some other stuff going on. I don't know about the chest plate. Got, got some weird goggles going on. Looks like the Cyclops goggles. Cyclops, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I, that looks, I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what that's. Rick's giving me a hand signal that looks off color. And so I don't know if he's flipping me off or uh, what, what that is. Her tail, Bob. 
Oh, the tail. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, there's the tail. <laughs> <laughs> it's a scorpion tail. Yeah, I, I, I didn't recognize that as a tail. I thought, yeah. I was like, well, I don't know what that is, Rick. This is not a, this isn't one of those Max comics. Oh yeah, turn it around. Yeah, tail. Mm. Got it. Okay. The bullet I showed you. It's a 4440 cartridge, the kind used in a Winchester rifle that Pioneer carries. I found next to some structural damage consistent with the power set of some other members of the Paladins. You told them about what was on board this helicarrier, so they came here to reactivate Mirrodin, to use it as a villain for them to defeat in front of the whole country. A manufactured enemy. They were taking their cues from you. At the same time, the senator and Tony are talking, and Tony's coming to the same conclusion. It wasn't just 51, was it? The rest of the paladins were part of your plan, too. You were going to use them in a stage fights with Hydra. Only those plans were postponed for whatever reason, and the paladins felt they were in danger of being forgotten. But once they reactivated the Meridon, it chased them off. Instead of taking responsibility for their actions, they hoped the problem would go away on its own. And then we cut back to Veronica. There are a bunch of kids with superpowers. What'd you expect? They switched on a killer robot who then went on to switch on its megalomaniacal mechanical monster. Say that three times fast. I didn't <laughs> get it. I said monster. All right, ready? They switched on a killer robot who then went on to switch on its megalomaniacal mechanical master. They panicked. And then we cut to the senator. 51 objected. He, he felt they had a, a duty to tell someone about what they've done, the, the threat they unleashed. The other paladins talked him out of it, but he took some persuading. Is that what you call a fight over Chicago that resulted in $3.2 million in damages? A good guy doing bad. You know, you, you can't buy copy like that. Uh-huh. From what I understand, they orchestrated a few run-ins whenever their, uh, their visibility was waning. Innocent people died, which means all 51 has tried to do is help people. While the paladins... And then the conversation between Veronica and Steve. The paladins framed it as 51 going bad. They cooked up an elaborate story explaining his motivations, but no one really cared that much. Think Tank worked for him, figured out how to control him. 51 became their public arch enemy. It got them some press. People started to take notice. Hey, I'm not defending them. They bleeped up, and their mistakes are their own. But 51 must have been building up a resistance to Think Tank's control. When he broke free, his first move was to recruit my help in getting him the armor of yours. I thought it was just for another mock battle, but I guess he wanted to break in here to, to shut down Mirrodon. And then we cut to the last two pages, Bob. Mm -hmm. And it's a scene in, I guess it's their apartment. And they have 51 sitting at the end of a dining room table. Um, and he's unconscious. And in front of him, 
is a pistol on the table. And the four of them are looking at him. And we cut to Veronica's inner monologue. I'm not saying it's all their fault. It's not. Superheroes aren't any more flawed than the rest of us. We're all bleeped up in a myriad of different ways. But when you take those flaws, those insecurities and neurosis and strange little needs, and put them in the body of someone who can fly or lift tanks or read minds, that's when it gets tricky. That's when the line is crossed between acceptable risk and unacceptable threat. When you've got the power to change the world with a mood swing, you really have to check those moods because some of them can be downright murderous. And what we see is the four paladins and they're doing a rock, paper, scissors to, I guess, basically pick who's going to put the gun in 51's hand to make him commit suicide. Wow. To look like a suicide instead yeah. of a murder. To be concluded, Bob. Wow. Wow. Now that's a nice twist. You know, there's been quite a few little twists along the way in this uh, four issues so far. Really has. Good stuff. Yeah. So we'll talk about our feelings on the series as a whole. uh, The next time we cover with issue five, because we'll we'll have some time. and we'll we'll come back and we'll we'll talk about those. But 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 just immediate reaction. What is your immediate reaction? Oh, I, I love it so far. You know, I loved uh, I love the Falcon and Winter Soldier miniseries mm-hmm. by Landy. I love Landy's Black Order miniseries, uh, and I've, I love this minute. His writing is just it's it's snappy. It's witty, as I said. Uh, there's great uh, twists and turns. The dialogue is is I think great. I think he he sort of. I think he gets uh, how Cap sounds, how uh, Tony sounds. I love the Veronica Eden character. Um, mm-hmm. She's one of the freshest characters I, I think I've seen in a long time. I, she's I, fun, I, right? She is. Um, I want to. I want to see more from her. So, mm-hmm. uh, so far, I love this series. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I like Landy's uh, writing, uh, and he's certainly found a gem in that character of Veronica Eden. Yeah, it, you know, and it, 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 I mean, it's a, it's an entertaining story, but uh, there's some heavy thinking behind this too, right? There's some heavy philosophy behind this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Veronica Eden is a uh, she's the bad guy here; she's the villain. But uh, you know, as we've talked about before, she doesn't see herself as a villain, and right. uh, she has a way. I mean, what she argues, what her plan is, uh, is from her perspective, reasonable and rational. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the scariest kind of villain, right? She's she's not maniacal. She's not unhinged. Uh, she has thought through and reasoned and and uh, reasoned her her calculus for what she's doing. Right. Uh, yeah, she thinks she's doing it for the greater good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good stuff. Okay, so next episode, Bob, episode seventy-seven, we're gonna we're gonna jump back to nineteen ninety-nine. We're gonna party, Bob. Like it's 1999. <laughs> Speaking of Prince. Yeah, right. Uh, we're going to cover a Mark Wade story in Captain America, Central of Liberty. We haven't touched that 
that uh, that series yet. So, and that is a solo Captain America series. So, by all means, we you know, I mean, it's it's a story focusing on Captain America. So, we should be taking a look at that uh, twelve issue uh, series, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to cover issues eight and nine. And you know what's cool about issues eight and nine, Bob? What is it, Rick? I don't know if you heard this uh, recently, but you know Sam Wilson is the new Captain America. He is. Yeah, right. Well, that's He's, not interesting. Yes. Um, I mean, I appreciate you playing along, Bob. You know. <laughs> yes, of course. And the and the, and the listeners know that I know that. But, yes, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. So Sam's been Captain America, and and so um, this happened in uh, issue 25 where sam gets this uniform gets the shield cap is old right and he needs a successor and then sam takes it on he has a nice little series then he has another series um and you know uh, there's a lot of people out there who really liked sam as captain america uh, and and then this is going on to the mcu this is the new series coming out in 22. There's a, there's a Steve Rogers, Captain America. There's a Sam Wilson's Captain America. Well, guess what? In issue eight and nine of Captain America, Central Liberty, this is the first time we see Sam as Captain America. It is. And it's surprising, even, even among cat fans who maybe they're just not familiar with this 12 issue, you know, series that came out concurrent with the main series, um, maybe folks didn't read that or maybe they weren't paying attention, but uh, there was a lot of shock uh, when, um, particularly when when the, the MCU Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, Disney Plus show came out. And, you know, people were uh, you know, trying, to, trying to find the first appearance, right? And of course, everybody thinks of that, that 25, that handover of the shield, but uh, a, a few folks out there pulled that, uh, pulled that Sentinel of Liberty series out of their back pocket and said no 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 here here's where it is yep so we're going to cover that two-part story in next episode in episode 77 so make sure you come back for that and uh we'll we'll be happy to take that panel by panel Mm -hmm. all right bob as always it's been fun wrapping cap with you it has rick let's do it again next week all right he's bob lucius I'm Rick Verbanis, and you've been listening to another episode of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast.